Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600 followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Well, a very good evening from... One very cool Indianapolis, Indiana. I hope you're doing well. And the reports of my demise and hospitalization (laughs) and all that other BS is nonsense. Yes, I have been a little ill. Yes, been a little down. But I've been in no hospital. And I'm getting better and better and better as the days go along. So I'll turn it over to the guys. And they're not going to get rid of me that easy. <laughs> okay. Well, no, we're glad. We're glad to have you back, Bill, and have your voice is sounding better than I, that I've heard it. And uh, so that's good, and uh, and uh, good to know that you're getting better. And uh, you know, this is uh, and it's cold here too. Uh, Thirteen degrees last I knew, and this is the coldest day we've had in three years. So we've been lucky. The insulation thing that Rick talked about, the ocean thing, wore off for a couple of days. Never anyway. mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. But anyway, so this is show uh, 177, and from January 11th, 2022. I was thinking ahead. We get to do 2-22-22 later on. Oh, That's wow. a Tuesday. Ooh, Tuesday, yeah. two twenty two twenty two. 22 Pretty cool. Yeah. So anyway, so what is our agenda, you may say? Well, the panel, we have desks, and we have a bunch because we remember had three that we rolled into this week. So we've got an extra bunch. We'll, we'll hustle for them just to make sure you know who died and, and Sean will tell you where to get more information. Then we have the NFL, of course, and what a wild, crazy week in the NFL. Oh my God, we have a lot to talk about there. Sure do, and uh, we could thank the, San- the uh, Chargers coach again. The Raiders could thank oh, him. Yeah, I, I, well, all Raider fans should send him uh, you know, gift cards or whatever yes, necessary. Yeah. And we have college football. The season ended last night. We had a, our cha- national championship game. Then we're going to do tennis because the Australian Open is coming but we have to talk about no, Novak Djokovic and uh, what has been going on with him. Then the NBA, college basketball, if anybody has any notes on those. You know, it's pretty nebulous this time of year with college basketball, but if anybody has anything they want to talk about, they certainly can. And then uh, baseball and the NHL. So as far as my panel uh, uh, thing, I would say uh, the Bruins are rolling along. They've, they've gotten five out of six wins since they started, uh, since they came back from their COVID break on New Year's Day. And uh, they're they're now not as far behind in games played as they were of some teams, but it's it's very crazy because some teams have they've now played I think 32 games. Some teams have played like 36, 38. Other teams have maybe played 33 or 34. So they're still near the bottom, but they're they're going to be coming up. And they actually got a break in the schedule with what happened because they they moved the game that was supposed to be in Montreal. 
to Boston Garden for tomorrow night, which is fine because Celtics are usually there on Wednesday. will be in Indiana. But they uh, they moved the game, and then they had a game already scheduled for Thursday night with the Flyers coming in. They don't have to travel from Montreal well, for that game. And, so and Chris, you may, you, you may not play the Philadelphia game. The Flyers have a COVID outbreak. So Okay, well, Robert yeah. is our COVID uh, expert on the <laughs> NHL, and he keeps and, us up to uh, date. The Bruins, uh, the Bruins also made some news today, which I'll talk about when we get to okay. the NHL. And then uh, for the Patriots, uh, they're coming into the playoffs. They and Arizona are coming into the playoffs sideways. They really don't look good. Neither team, uh, they're the five seeds, and they don't look like they'll be around. Well, next Patriots six, I'm sorry. But yeah. either way, they don't look like they're going to be around uh, for a while. So we'll talk about that, of course, when we get to that. Celtics still sort of treading water, but they beat Indiana last night in overtime. That means I want to make sure that we get this stat in because Sean Grandy was talking about it a lot. In games decided by five points or less, the Celtics are now three and eleven, and the Pacers are two and twelve. That is pretty terrible for both teams. Yeah. And, uh, and he was talking about how they both were you know, by various things they did towards the end of the game. They both were trying to give it to the other team. Finally, the Celtics won it. But anyway, so that's my panel thing, sort of a mixed bag in sports, and uh, we'll get more into the Patriots as we go along. So our host to be named later, of course, is Rick. So I am naming him Rick Swan. <laughs> Actually, his mother and father did that. I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're the name. Yeah, yeah, right. Right now. Um, <laughs> I, I just want to say that uh, Sunday was probably the best regular season day of football. I've, and that didn't include a, something special by the Giants yeah. that, that I've, I've ever had. I thought it was fantastic. Yes. Starting with the, the 1 o'clock game with Pittsburgh and Baltimore going into overtime, and then 4 o'clock San Francisco and the Rams, and then the Sunday night game was just amazing. Mm-hmm. But I am going <laughs> to – last year, after after the final game of the season, you may remember, I went into a rant about the Eagles. Um, this might be an annual event because I have a little bit of a rant to go into right now. Uh-huh. And, it, and it's about the last game, the, the Chargers and the Raiders and Chris touched on it before with uh, Brent uh, Staley, the coach for the Chargers. Uh, to me, if, if he was my coach, he would be fired now. For the- I, I agree, Rick. I, I, I know agree. exactly what you're going to say. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one thing to go to gamble on fourth down, but fourth and one on your own 18 in the third quarter when you're down by three in a game yep. that means that much, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Now, I realize that's not too controversial, but the second half of this is probably controversial because remember, <laughs> at least the way I feel, moves, when you make moves, Sometimes they work. It doesn't make it a good move. It doesn't make it a right move. It was stupid. Right. And to me, to tell you the truth, if I was the owners of the Raiders, now you can't do it when they're in the playoffs, but I would tell Versace after they got through, even if they won the Super Bowl, that he was fired too. Because that there was absolutely no reason in the world to kick that field goal. I know it's I know it's a very small chance that it could get blocked in return, but the other way there's no it's a hundred percent you take a knee you're in the playoffs. That's your That's only right. job. Your only job is to get into the playoffs, and then once you're in the playoffs, then you you, you draw changes and you want to go further. But your, right. your real job during the regular season to get into the playoffs and you and to take any kind of a chance with that was absolutely ridiculous. They don't owe anything to the Steelers. I'm sure that you know the Steelers have done a lot for the Raiders in the past. Oh yeah. Now, right. yeah. now uh, Rick, can I rebut yeah. that for a minute? Sure. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Robert. Okay. Okay. It comes around to your. Go ahead, Rick. Okay, okay. all right. Okay. okay. I, I just want to say, Brent Musburger, if to add to, and we've been—he's been getting a lot of banging in, in our sports group on the phone. Yeah. Brent Musburger said, "Well, don't worry about it. the Raiders are in the playoffs, whether they kick this field goal or not." So he forgot 
that he it could have been blocked or, or you know returned or something. You know, so yeah. there you go. Brent Musburger was on board with it. Yeah, you know when the forty uh, the forty nine ounces announcer is, is uh, Papa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He when when the when the Rams threw the interception, I heard the call and he says, and the and the Rams only have one timeout left, so the forty nine ers are going to win this. Game. Well, they won it as soon as they intercepted it. That's right. That's right. It was yeah. over. Yeah. That's right. Okay, that's a hymn. I'm I'm done, Perry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I normally like to listen to Greg Papa, but I had I I couldn't do it because they were playing my team on Sunday and I, I had to turn him off. He was kind of annoying me on Sunday. <laughs> but but uh, if you had no interest in any of those games, you're right, Rick. It was one of the best yes. sets yeah. of games that there, there were. Um, but the Rams are not going into the playoffs in real good shape either. So, no. you know, they've not really played well, really well for three weeks or so. So they, you know, there's a lot of teams that are kind of gimping into the playoffs. And I know at the end of the game, uh, J.B. Long, Maurice Jones-Drew, and DeMarco Farr, none of them felt good about that game because they said, you don't want to go into the playoffs with a loss and all that stuff. But it is warmer here today. We're we're 47. So for those of you guys that are 13, we're going to get it. But then, of course, on Friday, of course, the other shoe drops and there's snow coming. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and you know how that works out. But nonetheless, the college basketball season rolls on. Being a since we don't really have a lot of pro sports in Iowa, that's the big thing this time of year is college basketball, and we'll see how the, how our teams do. And uh, with that, we'll turn it over to Bill. And I imagine Bill, you were just as disgusted as most of us were on Sunday. Disgusted. Playoffs, playoffs. You talking playoffs? No playoffs. Yeah, playoffs. <laughs> Bill's right. Like, well, at least you guys get to go to the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about a team two weeks ago had a 98 percent chance. Yeah. To get in the playoffs. You're talking about a team that better be making some changes, and better be making those changes quickly. And yeah. it may start at quarterback. It may start a coach. It may start a general manager who may slide up the road to Chicago. Who knows exactly what's going to happen. But it, it is disgusting. It probably, I know they were talking on this, one of the sports shows, the, the fan says it could have been the worst loss in Indy history as far as playoffs are concerned. I mean, there was no reason. Jacksonville, under any set of circumstances, is not that good a team. I know there's fluke Sundays and whatever. But when you get beat that bad by Jacksonville... Well, it's right there with the loss to the Jets in the Super Bowl in in 69 for Colts, all-time Colts history, I'd say. Yeah, somebody else mentioned that. Colts loss, right right there with that Jets loss, I'd say. So other than that, just getting myself out of the hospital, right? Getting yourself out (laughs) better and that kind of stuff. Well, that kind of loss could put you in the hospital. That's for sure. but, But still... But I guess the main thing is life will go on. Will there be changes? Most likely there has to be some type of changes. Uh, will it make any difference? God knows. But, you know, we just got to keep rolling on. Right, Robert? 
Now, Bill, yeah. real, real quick, yeah. how good are the Hoosiers this year? That's who Iowa gets on Thursday. They get them on Thursday. They're both equally about good teams. They're, you know, I think Iowa will win because it's at home. But it ought to be a pretty good game. They both have about an equal record of, what, 12 and 3, something like that. So they'll be equally suited. It'll be a great game. So now, Robert, look forward okay. to that. Uh, um, first of all, uh, we're finally finishing up all the repairs from the tree disaster two months ago. So that will the, that will all finally be finished today. So that's uh, that's something that I can finally put as done. Now, Rick, um, I normally agree with your opinions, but I slightly <laughs> disagree with this one in regards to the Raiders. And here's right, why. You right all the time, Robert. Yeah. Well, <laughs> here's why. Uh, as a Raiders fan, had we tied and allowed the Chargers to go to the playoffs, the Chargers would have played Buffalo, and the Raiders would have had to go to Kansas City. Do you no. all remember? Yes. Uh, no. Oh, yeah, Kansas City. That's yeah, seven. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. seven. Okay. Uh, the, do you all remember what has happened both times the Chiefs have played the Raiders this year? The Chiefs yeah. have absolutely throttled and killed the Raiders, both in Vegas right. and in Kansas City. As a Raiders fan, I am glad that we kicked the field goal and won the game. Uh, yes, we lost to Cincinnati earlier in the season, but now we're going to be able to find out if Riz Brasaccia is able to make adjustments and see what kind of coach he is. Because if he's able to make adjustments and have the team play better on Saturday than what they played against them earlier in the season, I forget what week it was. I know it was in November. Um, but if he's able to break down the field and break down the film and make adjustments and make that game more competitive on Saturday, then he's got a shot at having access to the full-time job. Of course, the Raiders have to go through the interview process, interview Rooney Rule candidates and so on and so forth. But I am happy that we don't have to go to Kansas City because I knew if we had to go to Kansas City, I knew we were going to be one and done. And we might be one and done anyway, but we have a better shot against Cincinnati than we do against Kansas City. So Musburger was on NFL radio, Robert, and he thinks just with the Raiders making the playoffs, from what he's heard, Basaccia now becomes the favorite for that job. Well, he, uh, I think he deserves. Uh, I think he deserves a shot at. It, but keep one thing in mind: when he took over, the Raiders were three and two. They wound up ten and seven. That means he went seven and five. I, I, I've said all week on the phone system that we're on. I, in my opinion, he's got to win a playoff game. Now that that's just one Raiders fan's opinion. The Raiders may have a different opinion, but that's just my opinion. I think he's got to win the game on Saturday in order to be guaranteed the possibility of having the job. Anyway, let's turn it over to Austin, Texas, and see what Sean well, has to say. Well, it's been in the 40s all for the last four or five days here. It's hadn't been much out of the 30s and 40s, so and we've had some cool weather here. Not not like February last year, but no, yeah, but uh, got some pretty interesting stuff. February is still February is still coming up this year. Go two shots. <laughs> That's right. That is, uh, yeah, it is. And then, but we got Texas Oklahoma basketball tonight. So Red River rivalry basketball edition. Uh, but you know the students are getting ready to come back. So it's the last of the 
ten dollar tickets down there. The last the last year of the Frank Irwin Center is they're tearing it down to expand the hospital and they have the brand new Moody Center that opens in April. So they got a lot of they're doing a lot of stuff honoring the 43, 44 years of it. But yeah, great weekend of of NFL and college football and some college basketball that I checked out. So anyway, but speaking of checking out things, if you want to find out what's going on in the world of sports throughout the week, go to 712-432-3642. Go to board nine for the sports lounge board or board 13 is the scheduled board. So with changes and, you know, cancellations and rescheduling and all that, that's a good place to go. If you want to contact us throughout the week, 800-693-0595, option number two. Say that's for Sports Lounge Live. Or go to 773-572-7715 or email us at sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. So now let's get through these deaths. No okay. big, big, not big deaths, but just... Well, two or three that are kind of, you know, kind of kind of big, and especially in that, their areas and stuff. All the right, big, so. The biggest one that I know of this week would be Don Maynard. So. Don Maynard that we just had, and Ross Browner is a big one, and uh, you know, so we had that we had that, and, uh, yeah. uh, and uh, the guy from Dallas, the, the guard, we'll get to him or the offensive Ralph lineman. Ralph Neal, yeah. Okay, Ralph Neal, yeah. Okay, Judd Logan, sixty-two years old. He's a hammer thrower. He was in the Olympics in eighty-four, eighty-eight, ninety-two, and two thousand. That's pretty amazing. He didn't do well in the Olympics. He didn't do very high, but he he made it four times, and uh, hardly anybody makes a team four times. He coached Division Two Ashland University in Ohio in uh, the track team and uh, he died of uh, covid and he, but he'd been treated for leukemia as well and he uh, he won the division 2 uh, championships in 19 and 20 uh, and 21 so uh, he was pretty good division 2 coach uh, bob halloran 87 years old uh, natural causes uh, he worked for cbs from 70 through 78 and then organized fights in las vegas after that he worked uh, he uh, for, originally uh, came from new bedford massachusetts he did boxing and golf for cbs and he worked for uh, caesars and then uh, the mirage and worked uh, and i now think, think i remember who he is he worked he, he was always on shows with eddie andelman when eddie would go out to the fight and i think they were friends and i think he did even come in to town when sports the radio started on ei and they had some kind of a fight some a fight card and he came in and helped call the fight card. So I think I do know who he is. Yeah. I couldn't think who he is. No relation to the Bob Howard that we have here at Channel 5. Yeah. We have uh, Jim Corsi, 60 years old. We just uh, talked a little about him. Born in Newton, Massachusetts. He played for the A's three times. He started with the A's in 88 and 89, then Houston 91, uh, back to the A's in 92, Florida 93, Oakland 95 through 96, the Red Sox 97 through 99, and Baltimore a little bit in 99, 22-24, 3.25 ERA, and 7 save. And then uh, he was a studio analyst for Channel 38 and Nesson in 02 through 05, and uh, didn't play any postseason games for the A's in 89. So no. there, there you go for him. And we can move on to Odell Barry, 80 years old. He played for the Denver Broncos at 64 and 65, was a punt returner and kickoff returner. And he, uh, in short career because of a uh, hard hit, he had limited time as wide receiver. And then he, then he uh, died of congestive heart failure. And because he became the first black mayor in a Colorado major city in uh, North uh, Bend, uh, North Glen, I'm sorry, North Glen, Colorado. And did a lot. I was a mentor to a lot of people apparently in that in that community. So very highly spoken of. Tommy Matchick, 78 years old. He started in majors in April, September 2nd in 67 with the Tigers. And then uh, he, he was there in uh, 67 through 69. 
the Red Sox for 10 games in 70. They traded Dalton Jones to get him. Then Kansas City in 70. Milwaukee in 71. And three games with the Orioles in 72. He was played in the World Series for the Tigers in uh, Detroit and won the World Series, of course, was on that team. Hit 215, four homers, 64 RBIs, utility infield, uh, a player all over the place. Ralph Neely, 78 years old. He went to college at Oklahoma, 28 picked by the Cowboys in 65. He played for the Cowboys 65 through 78, retired at, after the Super Bowl, 115-78 when they beat the Broncos. So he won Super Bowl uh, 12, and then... Uh, he uh, was in the Pro Bowl 67 and 69, and again, won Super Bowl 6 and Super Bowl 12. Ross Browner, defensive end, 67 years old, went to uh, Notre Dame, 76, 3 through 77. He won the Outlander Trophy, and the, he was in a Maxwell Award nominee. And then he was the eighth pick by the Bengals in uh, 78, played for the Bengals 78 through 86. Houston Gamblers uh, for the 85 season in the spring, then went back to the Bengals, then played for the Packers in 87, and he's tied for fifths and sacks for the Bengals in 59 and uh, College Hall of Fame. He died of uh, COVID-19. His son is offensive lineman uh, Matt Starks with the, with the Steelers and he won two Super Bowls himself. So that was interesting. I didn't realize that. Then we have... Um, Greg Robinson, 70 years old, head Syracuse coach in 05 uh, through 08. He was 10 and 37, and he was a long-time assistant for many uh, places. He died of Alzheimer's disease. Uh, Bob Shearer, 73 years old, pro uh, golfer. Or, uh, yeah, 70, uh, he won win in the PGA. He won 18 uh, top 10s, though. And then in uh, Australia-Asia uh, tournaments, he won 18 of those and some in Europe. And uh, let's see, then we go to Don Maynard. We just got him today, 86 years old. He went to college at Texas Western, which is now UTEP. And then he played for the Giants in 1958. As a matter of fact, if you listen to that uh, replay of that game uh, with the Colts, the overtime game, the greatest game ever played, as they called it, he was there. And then he went to the CFL for Hamilton in 59, then to the Titans, and who became the Jets. And he's one of our, when we get uh, time, we're going to read the 20 players played uh, all 10 years in the AFL that existed. He was with the uh, Titans slash Jets from 60 through 72, and then the St. Louis Cardinals at 73, and then the Houston WFL team in 74. He had 88 touchdowns, uh, receiving touchdowns. He was an AFL All-Star in 65, 68 through 69, and, of course, on the Super Bowl three team. And uh, he had uh, died of dementia. And he's the and uh, he's a Hall of Famer too in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And Bob Falkenberg, 95 years old, he won Wimbledon in 48, tennis uh, U.S. Open in 44. And then uh, he's in the Tennis Hall of Fame, and he brought a restaurant called Bob's Foods to Brazil. It's a fast food. There's thousands of them over there. He started it in uh, 52. Then he worked on a lot of uh, golf clubs and so forth in California. So he's By the way, Chris, uh, uh, David, said he, David said he was 99. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So we can now get to the NFL. And it started on Saturday with Kansas City beating Denver 28-24 on a uh, fumble recovery. They were behind 20. 21-20, and the Chiefs recovered a fumble and ran it in from 86 yards, took the lead. So um, that uh, moved them up into position to possibly go for the number one seed, but which they did not get. And then... Uh, I thought Denver played fairly well in that game, yeah, though, for did. a team that was out of it. Yes, they did. And they've been playing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then Dallas beat Philadelphia 51-26. to A lot of the Eagles didn't play. Uh, Dak Prescott threw five touchdown passes, and first time for that... Uh, uh, final ever for 51-26. We've had a lot of weird final scores this year, and that's why. Yes. 
And, and we had. And they, like Red Sham said before the game, he goes, this is going to be basically like the third preseason game where you see them play most of the Cowboys play most of the game, and then they're going to probably bench them around the third or fourth quarter. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, the Eagles did less than that, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but they got the, uh, I think they got the, uh, let's see, they ended well, in the seventh seed, so they have to go play well, Tom Brady. Like he, he also pointed out, he said, hey, the Eagles look at us like, we're going on the road anyway, so what does yeah. it matter? Yeah, well, that's the thing, you know, but I think the goal, I think that Robert's right about the Raiders going to Cincinnati. That is the goal if you want to do that, although yeah. uh, we'll talk about the playoff history for the Raiders in Cincinnati, not yeah, against yes. each other so much, but they have played each other, but no, that isn't even that. None of them, neither of them have won, right? It goes way no, back there. No, they haven't. <laughs> Cleveland beat Cincinnati. Okay, go ahead, Rick. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, all right. Cleveland beat Cincinnati twenty-one to sixteen. Nobody really played in that game, and they were just getting ready for the playoffs. So the round played better, and you know, whatever. We'll see what well, happens. Well, and they had Case Keenum, and I'm not familiar with the Bengals' backup quarterback. So Allen, uh, uh, he's, he's Allen, around. Yeah. One of the many Allens that was playing. Remember, we had about yeah. three quarterbacks named Allen a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. One of them. But the thing is that uh, the uh, I guess there's some disquiet in Cleveland about Baker Mayfield. Do they really want him to come back and all that? So you know that uh, you hear that. I don't know. G- what the GM do. said today that he expects he will be back as the starting quarterback. Is yeah. what he said today. Yeah, and remember, I, and I remember, so Cleveland before this season started picked up his fifth year options. So. Yeah, yeah. Detroit beat Green Bay uh, 37-30. They may have cost themselves a draft choice, but they're feeling good about themselves. And uh, this crazy coach uh, got three wins out of them this year and, and kept them working Green hard. Bay really didn't, Green Bay didn't care in this game. They looked at it like, hey, you know, we already got the number one seed. Yeah. No, they, they played their starters for the first half. Yeah. Yep. yeah, and then they benched and, him. But the apparently somebody likes the Lions because their coach, the Lions coaching staff, is going to be coaching the Senior Bowl. The Lions and the Jets. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> Boy. All right. Minnesota beat the Bears 31-17. to 17. And, again, both coaches were fired. We'll talk about all the firings and all that both, stuff. Both these teams basically slept, walked through the first quarter, and then the Vikings turned it on. Yeah, yep. that's right. Washington beat the Giants 22-7. to 7. Uh, you know, Yeah, I guess they're going to be I, – I, it, it sounds like they're going to be the Admirals. Is that what they're telling us? Uh, they haven't decided. There's, yeah. there's like three or four names. Okay. February second is the day. I, I heard the admirals. Boomer Siason is saying they're going to be the admiral. Yeah. Okay. Uh, why would you name something after a television? Anyway, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, right. so, but you know, the the thing is that uh, if, do you really want to reveal your name on Groundhog Day? What if people see their shadow and run away? Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we could talk about this. Jacksonville beat the Colts 26 to 11. The Colts were never in this game. They never got the running game going. They didn't get the passing game going. They got, you know, and okay. So let's let's look at this and tell tell us how crazy the NFL is. The uh, the the uh, Colts beat the Patriots uh, the week before Christmas. Then the Patriots beat Jacksonville fifty to ten. So you say, oh, this is going to be easy for the Colts because the Colts beat the Patriots and the Patriots made Jacksonville look terrible. So then the Colts turn around and lose to Jacksonville. Well, Maybe remember, uh, re- remember, guys, the Colts have not won a game in Jacksonville, Florida, since twenty fourteen. That's right. So, yeah. Including their only win last year, the, the Jags, yeah. Jags won on opening day and then lost the rest of the games. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So we'll see what the Colts do, and uh, you know we'll see what Jacksonville does because they're going to have to rebuild their organization. Yep. Uh, and then in that great the great early game, Pittsburgh beat Baltimore sixteen to thirteen in overtime. Now I don't understand this, but I'm, I'm propounding a theoretical rule. They were telling us 
that both if that game had stayed tied, the Steelers, who would have been eight, seven, you know, and two, would have not been in the playoffs and they would have already been eliminated. But why would that be? Because they'd have a better percentage than teams who are nine and eight, unless they're saying that if you're one the same position over five hundred that you have to have more wins than those teams. Uh, that, I couldn't that's get that. Thing I can think of. That could be, Chris. I don't know. That's never that, come they would up have had any... a better percentage. I don't get yeah. it. So that was a, that was a really good game. We had that uh, yes. compass did that as their early game. And interestingly enough, the Nets were playing at the same time. But Chris Carino did that game for compass as opposed to doing his game with the Nets. Yeah, well, yep. that's good. Okay. No, and he did a good job. I had him because I had the uh, uh, NFL radio on, but it was kind of cool because that was the only game I was interested in. So I got to hear what was going to happen before it happened. And, you know, you're hearing the calls, and I'm like, oh, boy, you know. Uh, so let's see. So Boswell, of course, won it with a field goal. Then Tennessee took advantage of their position, and they did win their game 28-25. to 25, But Houston gave them a battle, boy. Houston gave them a battle. 21 think, to nothing. I, I think Houston is maybe at least, ha- whether they go with him or not, you at least have to think about that Davis Mills might be a part of the future. They're, they're really high on Davis Mills. Well, and right. uh, really da- David, David Shaw, his coach at Stanford, said he's going to be a very good quality NFL quarterback, yep. and he's – so far, been proven okay. Every time he's played, he's done well. Why are they yeah. saying, Sean, that they might not keep the coach though? Uh, they're not. I think they're not real. He he doesn't have a lot of experience. I've heard, yeah, and he's never been a head coach. And, I mean, well, he got a whole year. He, he, he got a whole year, but um, from what Mike Keith and um, his analysts were saying, the Titans guys, they were saying that from what they were reading, they just didn't think there was a lot of building. No, I would like no. to one time understand what Dave McGinnis is talking about. He talks so many X's and O's. I don't know what he's talking about at all. It's fun to listen to him because they are they are inter- they are entertaining. And Mike is is great, but and David's fine. I'm, I'm I got nothing against him, but he he just talks X's and O's. You know, well that's because of the old trap water. You know, well, okay, yeah. <laughs> sounds like Hank Stram up there. Okay, uh, so Tannehill threw two, four touchdowns. So that was pretty cool for him. New Orleans, uh, they're they're a terrible team, but they won thirty to twenty. They beat. They Beat, beat Atlanta and they did not make the playoffs. And I was glad of that because I really, you know, I, especially once Taysom Hill got hurt, because who knows when he would have come back. Yeah. And so you really didn't want to go into a playoff. I mean, it's bad enough we're going to have some kind of lopsided situations here, but that I think would really would have made for a bad one. I think Cincinnati can really give, I mean, San Francisco can really give uh, Dallas a battle here. Oh, yeah. I think they and, can. Uh, you know, and I think the Saints would have had there to go. There should be some good. Better. There should be some good games in the. Yeah, NFC. we'll be talking about them soon. Yeah, we yeah. do the standings. Then we have uh, so you know Buffalo beat the Jets twenty-seven to ten, and they kind of ambled through the game. I mean, they did okay. They were in good shape. I mean, but they were ahead the longest time, like thirteen to ten or whatever yeah, it was. I mean, that's you, you got to give these teams that had nothing to play for credit. That's what made yeah. the day so good. Yeah. You know, yeah, the Jets, Houston, Jacksonville, Seattle—they all played yeah. great. You know, I mean. Well, the Jets, they were saying though what they were saying on nfl radio is the bills need to apparently the wind was blowing in the other day again they really have trouble in those kind of weather conditions they they really need to improve themselves or they're going to have some problems rick have you heard anything about the weather saturday in buffalo yes i have a high of nine and a low of three degrees oh Oh, my okay All right. Well, I, I mean, mean, both I don't know teams. Anything about the wind, so I don't know. I mean, that's a big deal. <laughs> uh, yes, it's usually windy there. Both teams, you know, because I think it's near the lake, and both teams are supposed to it be, is. you know, cold weather teams, and they're supposed yeah. to know how to play in this. So we'll see what right. happens. I mean, that's one of the reasons they they drafted Josh Allen because he's got that arm they figure could throw in that kind of wind. You know? Yeah, right. I don't know. And he and he did play in the cold weather in Wyoming. So. Yeah. 
Miami be, uh, beat the Patriots 33 to 24. As I say, the Patriots aren't playing well. They got they're digging these holes for themselves all the time, and you know, and and you can't do that in the playoffs. And uh, that's that's the issue. So I mean, they come back and they made a game of it, but uh, you know that and, it, and really it was a, a last second touchdown, 27 24, but it had been you know, what was it, 17 to nothing, and got it to 27 24. But you know, they're just uh, I, and they're getting some banged up a little bit. Although Barnwell's coming, or Barnum is coming back, and that was. That I don't. I don't understand the situation of Miami. Uh, I, I don't either. I, I, no, I, no, that is ridiculous. We'll talk about that. But they in Boston here. It's crazy in the sports shows to how they how they can change. I mean, three weeks ago, uh, the, this team was headed for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I actually heard somebody <laughs> talking on the sports show this afternoon comparing Matt Jones now to pretty much the way that Cam Newton looked last year. Oh yeah. No, God. no, no, no. <laughs> no, the people get too high and too low. Yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Carolina forty-one seventeen. There's one of the games that went pretty much the way it was supposed yep. to go on that one. That, yeah. that's no, uh, no Gene Deckerhoff in that game. No, I wonder if he was uh, having a health and safety issue or something. Uh, I'm or he could have got caught up in the, you know, the airlines because he, Some, he had probably had a. Florida oh no, State I thought Florida State was home yesterday playing well, basketball. They been. So you know, they but, and, and that's one of the things with Tampa Bay too, though. When the, if and when Deckerhoff is out, they don't really drop off with play by play. No, he sounded pretty good. I don't know he was, who he was. He's but good. He he's, pretty good. He's worked for XM for years. He he has done the SEC basketball tournament before. So okay, he's the, what was his, he what's their, his name? Uh, TJ something. Or, he's their sideline reporter. Okay, TJ. They was always talking TJ to TJ, Reeves. but uh, actually Matt Moore wasn't there either. Hold so on, go ahead, go ahead, Bill. TJ Reeves. There you go. Okay. Yeah, Thank there you, you go. go. Thanks, Joe. Right. And, and he is very good. He did sound good. A little bit I heard of him, but uh, Matt Moore wasn't there either. So I think it might have been a health and safety uh, issue of some sort. And uh, then we had San Francisco coming back. And the bad part of this, Perry, for the, for you looking at it, is that 17 nothing at almost at halftime. That's right. Yeah, you know? and, and, That's and right. San Francisco was doing not absolutely nothing, nothing. until the last yeah, five Yeah, in, in the first half, they were yeah. doing nothing. But and that's why point, that's um, why I said that the, uh, at the end of the game, when you know after that interception, JB and MJD and Demarco far, they are not. I mean, you'll take the division and all yep. that, but they said you do not want to go into the playoffs backing in and kind of limping in. And they said this is what that looks like. Yeah, yeah but luckily for them, they're facing a team that's kind of backing in too. They are. That's correct. Yeah, so they that, are. You know, and, and this that, broke, would, um, that would tell you, Rick, that might be probably one of your better games, probably. Yeah. This yeah. broke um, Sean McVay, who had been forty-five and zero when leading at halftime. So. And well, Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan is now six, uh, six and zero against the uh, against the Rams in the last yeah. six games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Seattle beat Arizona thirty-eight thirty. That was weird. I mean, I wasn't you know, paying a lot more attention to other things, but boy, that, that just wasn't you know it wasn't happening for them, and I, I was very surprised. I thought Arizona. It, it was interesting I, listening yeah. to the Rams game. Um, JB Long kept giving scores from that game, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, things are good. Exactly what we need to happen is happening. The <laughs> yeah. and then the Rams. That, that. that Arizona offense has looked not looking good since Hopkins went out. No. Yeah. Is he yeah. supposed to be back for the playoffs? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so, but I don't know that for sure. Yeah. And then the last game of the night, and the you know, arguably the game of the year. Uh, oh, I, I, I thoroughly the Raiders that. beat the, the Chargers thirty-five, thirty-two, and again, it just. <laughs> <clears throat> what my point, we've, we've beaten this uh, to death, but my point is risk reward. There's one thing if yeah. you're gambling on a coin flip and you're like about the other team's 40 and you go fourth and three, fourth and five, even the other team's 40. That's okay. They do that in college all the time. The field yeah. goal kicker can't pick that, kick that 
long and stuff like that. That's a coin flip kind of thing. You might make it, you might not. You don't want to play Russian roulette. If you get stopped at the, even with a fourth and one at the 18, you're giving them three points, and they did. And that's they lost by three points. uh, See, this is what I don't understand. And you, uh, Rick and Chris, you guys are older than I am, but I have never seen a football coach regardless of who he's coaching for. Well, I'm on my own 18, fourth down, I'm going to go for it. No, uh, I, I think I, it is, I think it's hypothetical that, that you can say that this guy, him and John Harbaugh both, have costed their teams at least two games. Yeah. 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 Well, because, yep. yeah, remember on the Thursday night game when the Chargers played Kansas City, uh, he did the same sort of stupid things with decisions. Yeah, he did. And, yeah. he, he did. did. And the interesting thing is, I mean, they, they won't tell you they were going to play for the tie. Had he not called that timeout? Yeah, that was another Basaccia, Basaccia was going to take tie. Yeah, yeah which, which uh, he admitted after the game, and I thought that would have been a stupid mistake because, as I said earlier, if you follow the playoff bracket, had but the then, Raiders Robert, picked, you'd have been trying a 56, 57-yard field goal, and if he misses yeah, that and they return it for a touchdown, and, then you're really and out. And you got to figure, okay, which team do we want to stick it to? Do we want right. to stick it to the Chargers, our division rival, or do we want to stick it to the Steelers? Which right. I'll think you go back to the old days. Steelers and Rangers, all those playoff games. and yeah. but They even brought up Al Davis probably would have stuck it to the Chargers, this day, especially if Gene Klein still owned the team. Yeah, uh, well, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And uh, come to find out, I found out after the game that Passaccia and Mike Tomlin were assistant coaches in Tampa Bay, and they're very good friends. So he, oh. just, uh, he decided to help out his friend, make sure his team made the playoff. Yeah. Well, you know, and uh, the other thing, Robert, is that you're saying that you'd rather play Kansas City, and I understand that. No, no. But I said, Goal, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. But if once you get into the playoffs, the goal is to win the Super Bowl. And if you're going to yep. win the Super Bowl, you're probably going to have to play yep. Kansas City sometime anyway. Oh, I know. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I like my chances, Rick, much better against Cincinnati because right now if we played Kansas City again, uh, I think I don't think the national TV audience would would like the result. I think it would be. You know, you, you know that game was good with the Raiders and the Chargers because our producer in the 515 generally doesn't pay a lot of attention to football. Mm-hmm. Yep. I wasn't the only one in our house listening to that game when it got to overtime. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. And once again, I, I had, uh, you know, I was listening to Chargers, and, and I like Matt Money Smith better than Brent Musburger. And, uh, oh, you know, yeah. but Brent uh, has improved a little bit. And I'm not uh, totally bashing Brent, but I went with Ryan Mackey. He was probably better than both of them. But I had him on because once we got into the overtime, so I could see, you know, and that's when I saw that the Raiders were going to win. I switched it over to Brent and heard his ridiculous comment about yeah. they're in the Playoffs. Don't worry. I knew it wasn't going to happen because I already knew what Reggie said, but I was wishing there'd been a block field goal in the Chargers. And, now, I, you right, know, and you know, I thought in all honesty, for a national game, Right. I thought Radke and the and and the you know that crew had a good call of that game. Yeah, they did. Yeah. And the thing too, though, the goal, as I said to Bill last week when we were thinking the Colts were going to be in the playoffs, is to go to Cincinnati. And you know, I wanted the Patriots. I was rooting very hard for the Chargers because I wanted the Patriots to go to Cincinnati too. Right. You know, but uh, they're not getting to do that. I mean, I'm not saying yeah. they can't win, but yeah. anyway. Now, so, now, Rick, in regards to. Uh, 
uh, Daniel Carlson. Uh, he has made like uh, uh, fifty plus yard field goals several times this year, and I think he could have hit a fifty because his longest this year is either fifty six or fifty seven. So uh, I would have taken my chances and with that. But if he, but yeah. Robert, if he, he misses he that, but, yeah, yeah and if you're kicking a field goal that long, the t- trajectory tends to be lower. There's all right. more chances of a block field goal. Oh, and, I, if he, I, and if he I, misses I, that, and they return it for a touchdown, Raider fans are going to be ripping this guy to shreds. Oh, yep. Oh, I, I, I mean, understand. They I, I, that field goal I, I, and I, brought it I, back. I that would have put the uh, the miracle in, in the Meadowlands to shame. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, I'm I'm happy with the way it turned out. Uh, you know, because I, I I like the idea that we're going to play Cincinnati, and like I said, I get to find out. I want to see what kind of adjustments this coach makes to see if he really deserves the opportunity of having a job because I, I keep hearing, well, we're going to get Jim Harbaugh. We're going to get this guy. We're going to get that guy. Well, I think if, if, if Jim Harbaugh goes to the NFL, he'll be headed to the Dolphins because this guy is a Michigan. He supports the Michigan program, and he's basically right. said if Har- he won't take Harbaugh from Michigan, but the second he finds out he's interested, he may just he'll probably write him a blank check. Well. That's they right. shouldn't have fired their coach. You know, no, Brian they shouldn't have. at all. No. But we do have some standings, Chris. We have some standings, people... and then the playoff matchups, so and yes. we can all pick our games when we get to those. That's right. Okay. In the AFC, we have Buffalo eleven and six, Patriots ten and seven, Miami nine and eight, and the Jets four and thirteen. In the Central, we have or North. I always do that. North. I like Central better. <laughs> I just <laughs> Cincinnati ten and seven, Pittsburgh nine seven and one, Baltimore eight and nine, and Cleveland eight and nine. So again, see what I'm saying? They would have been eight seven and two. I don't get, but they must have cooked that rule up at some point, and the, they they were all saying it and agreeing with it. And you know, right. sometimes these announcers get things wrong. For example, uh, the uh, Chargers announcers kept saying the winner of that game was going to play Buffalo. No, that's what uh-huh. the, the Chargers are going to do, not what the Raiders are going to do. That's you right. Know, in the uh, South, we have Tennessee at twelve and five, Indianapolis nine and eight, Houston four and thirteen, and Jacksonville three and fourteen. In the West, Kansas City twelve and five, the Raiders ten and seven, the Chargers nine and eight, and Denver seven and ten. And then, uh, and the so by the way, the AFC turned out to be the NFC beat them by one game in the uh, conference okay. battle. It's fairly significant considering that sixty percent of those games were home games for the AFC. That's right, right. And, and it'll happen the other way next year. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, Patriots going to Arizona. We already know that. Uh, yeah. NFC East: Dallas twelve and five, Philadelphia nine and eight, Washington seven and ten, and the Giants four and thirteen. In the North, Green Bay thirteen and four, Minnesota eight and nine. You know, when you look at it, and you say, "Boy, Minnesota had a pretty good record, and they lost so many close games." You know, they could have been in the playoffs very easily. Uh, the Bears. I think what, did, what did I hear? They had five or six games, maybe that were within one possession. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chicago six and eleven, and Detroit three thirteen and one. In the South, Tampa Bay thirteen and four, New Orleans they're terrible nine and eight, uh, <laughs> Atlanta seven and ten, Carolina five and twelve, and in the West. The Rams twelve and five, Arizona eleven and six, San Francisco ten and seven, Seattle seven and ten. So the AFC, the number one seed. So we'll run down the seeds and then we'll run down the game. AFC number one seed Tennessee, number two Kansas City, number three Buffalo, number four Cincinnati, number five Las Vegas, number six the Patriots, number seven Pittsburgh. In the NFC, number one is Green Bay, number two is Tampa Bay, number three Dallas, number four the Rams, number five is Arizona, number six San Francisco, number seven is Philadelphia. Philadelphia. So Saturday at 4.30, we got the uh, Vegas Raiders against the Cincinnati Bengals on 
NBC. And the, uh, we talk about the Bengals not having won a playoff game since 1991. The Raiders have not won one since the championship game in 2003 when they went to the Super Bowl. That's correct. So okay. they've, And they've only had one. And that was a really sad situation because that was that game I had forgotten. I asked him to say the last time they made the playoffs, and that was what, 17, I think, Robert, when 17, 18 season? When, 16, 16, yeah. 16, 17? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. whatever it was, they were all banged up. The, the car was hurt and everything. I remember that. Yeah, he had a broken leg. And I remember yeah. we, we started Connor Cook yeah. against the Houston, Texas on a Saturday right. afternoon. And That's right. And most, was, people, was, and most people looking back would say, who? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. exactly. But anyway, I'm gonna, if we're going to pick these games, I'm going to pick – Oh, this is a tough one. This is probably the it's toughest tough. one of the weekend, I think. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to pick the Bengals. I just think they're finally going to do it. I'm picking well, the, the weather in the case are going to be 28. Hold, 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 hold on, Rick. Yeah, I'm taking the Bengals too, but I agree. This is a tough one. I could see the Raiders winning. Yeah. It is, and I I too am taking the Bengals, Bill. Bengals. Bill, who Bengals. Bengals. Robert? Bengals definitely. Bill's going the Bengals, Robert. Okay. I'm taking the Raiders. Okay. John? I'm going Bengals also. Okay. okay. Wow. Well, that's pretty. Uh, you think and and I would treats? certainly listen to the Bengals announcers. Oh, absolutely. 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 Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's the first game. Then 8-15, Patriots and Buffalo on CBS uh, in that nine-degree weather or three-degree weather or whatever it is. I'm a, uh, you know, the Patriots, they, now, don't let them tell you that this is the first playoff game they've ever played. They can tell you it's the first NFL playoff game they ever played. So the Patriots beat them 26-8 for the uh, AFC, AFL East in uh, 1960. December 28th, so it's not their first postseason game, and it's not their first playoff game, but it is their first NFL playoff game. But I think you have to pick Buffalo. They're going to be home. It's going to be something stupid's going to happen. The Patriots are going to have their opportunity. They will. They always do. They're like the Chargers, really. It was interesting to hear the Chargers announcers. They said a lot of the same stuff that the Patriots announcers have been saying. If it wasn't for the mistakes, we're keeping this team in the game, blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of what the Chargers did with the penalties and the just this and that. And I think that's what the Patriots will do to Buffalo, but they will end up losing to Buffalo. Yeah, I'm going with Buffalo, too. <laughs> we'll go with Buffalo, too. And, and and in my announcer thing, either one of those crews are good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Okay. I'm going to go with the Patriots. All right, Bill. All right, Robert. Okay. Um, and both games uh, will have bad weather on Saturday. I'm going to go with Buffalo Bills. Okay. Hey, Sean. And I, and I am going with Buffalo also. Okay, so we got one for the Patriots. All right, the 1 o'clock game on Sunday. I don't think this is going to be much of a contest. Philadelphia oh, and Tampa man. Bay. Name your score, Tom Brady, uh, you know, 41 to 17, something like that. Uh, they should they should really kill the, the Eagles. The Eagles are kind of the pretenders in these playoffs, I think. Yeah. I agree. And that's yeah, on Fox, Tampa Bay. Bay. Yeah. Yep, that's Fox. Fox, Fox. Yeah, it is Fox. Fox. I, I agree. Uh, Tampa can name the score. Bill? Yeah. Yep. Tampa, no question. Okay. Robert. Tampa. John? Okay. And Tampa. Yep. Wow. Hey, we're unanimous there. <laughs> All right. Now, CBS gets another good game because the Patriots game isn't a bad game. And this is going to be, oh. I think, one of the best games of the week. San Francisco and Dallas at uh, CBS at 430. Uh, this, is, this is also the Nick. I believe this is the Nickelodeon game that they do. Yes, it is a Nickelodeon okay. game, Sean. Okay. Yeah, for the kids. So. I'm picking the 49ers. The Cowboys have been so up and down this year. The 49ers look like they're starting to get their act together. And who is going to stop Devo Samuel? Yeah, I Nobody. agree. I'm going with the 49ers. I, I, I just think they're, they're playing as good a ball now as anybody. I wish the Rams would have stopped him, but I'm going to go with the Cowboys <laughs> in, a, in a very tight game. Bill? Okay. 49ers. Robert? Okay. I'm going Cowboys. Sean? And I'm going 49ers. Okay. okay. 
All right, 8.15, we have Pittsburgh at Kansas City. This is another one I, you know, Steelers managed to squeak their way into the playoffs, and, you know, and I, I give them credit for that. You know, that's one thing we've got in the bottom part of the AFC playoffs is two excellent coaches. In, and by the way, that is NBC. Um, NBC. Yeah, and, uh, and that's NBC, I think, yeah. and I think, I think the Steelers, the, you know, Chiefs should really beat up on the Steelers pretty good. I would think so, Rick. Yeah, I think, I mean, the rest of the, the other four games, I think, could go either way, but the, the two Pennsylvania teams here are, are getting blown. Out yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll take the Chiefs here, too. Bill? Chiefs. Robert. Okay. Chiefs. John. Okay. And the Chiefs. Oh, Chiefs. unanimous again. And Monday night yeah. on ABC and ESPN and um, all those ESPN places. Too. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Manning is on ESPN, too, doing this. And, okay. At 8.15, we have Arizona at the Rams. And, uh, you know, and, of course, it works for, for the – it's a holiday, so it's going to work out for the L.A. traffic, so that's all right. And, um, boy, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to pick Arizona just by a little bit, just because they're away, because they seem to do better when they're not home. And the Rams and they are been so upside down, uh, up and down, I should say. I, I just, I think I'm going to pick the Cardinal, but it's not a. We've got fantasy teams to draft uh, upcoming this week for, based on the playoff. Doesn't mean I won't pick some card. You know, I may change my mind, but uh, you know, for for Friday or, or or not even pick it that way because sometimes you just want a certain player at a certain time. But uh, I, I think. I'm going to pick the Cardinals. Rick? I am taking the Rams. And while, I, while I'm thinking of it with the Rams, I just want to, one comment here. When we get to the Super Bowl in that stadium, the NFL better do something about that PA announcer. He is oh, driving me crazy. You are not a, you are not a kid. That was kind of annoying. <laughs> send him, send him oh, to man. Detroit to do the Pistons the, the PA or something. And to hear that all game. Oh. No. You, know, you know, actually, they usually bring in, uh, yeah, what's his name? Do. Paul Oldham. I think Paul Oldham always does this with PA for okay, the Super good. Bowl. Yeah. Pretty sure. So, yeah, I, I, I think he'll be gone. I hope I am correct. I'm going to try to take the Rams, but um, e- either way, this this is one of those two that could go absolutely either way. Bill? Yeah. I'm going to go with Arizona because it could go either way, but I'm just going to go with first, first gut impressions. Robert? Okay. Um, I, I, I'm going to uh, pick the Rams. Sean. Okay. And I am also going with the Rams. So, yeah. I think the the interesting thing here, though, is going to be neither – I mean, neither team is, is going well. So, I mean, no. that's a, it's going to be hit or miss. Yeah. And, 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 rem- yeah. and remember, whoever survives these games, the lowest-seeded team who is left will either go to Tennessee or Green Bay. So, yep. you know. I really yeah, you think, think about the teams that might go to Green Bay to throw these playoffs. You're talking about Rams, uh, Arizona, San Francisco, Tampa Bay, Dallas. Those aren't exactly no, no, no. And, and for no. the most part, Rick, the weather in, in the north has been quite cold. So I mean, it, yeah. those teams are probably not going to do too well with that. <laughs> no. Okay. And, and real quickly, real quickly on the, I mentioned the Nickelodeon thing. For those that don't remember it last year, let me explain. You got your regular broadcast of the Cowboys 49ers on CBS. But Nickelodeon, they're doing CB, They're trying something to get kids interested in football. And, you know, like I said, you know Disney's going, why didn't we think of it? But they have the Noah Eagle and Nate Burleson. They'll be doing the play-by-play, and they'll have somebody from one of the Nickelodeon shows in there. And they do little gimmicks, and they slime players. and like It's trying to get the young kids interested in football. And like I said, that's, I mean, it's not for us to watch, but you know, the kids, they're doing it for the kids. So it's yeah. it's, it's entertainment for the kids. 
Right. Yeah. Okay, so NFL news and notes. Uh, the NFL reached out to Arlington, uh, Jerry World, to case this problem with either COVID or anything else, that they could play the Super Bowl there. Would they be prepared? I guess they do this anyway. Now, I'm like, maybe they reached out, if, like, in the, when they had the Super Bowl in New Jersey that time, if they'd, they'd really had a big blizzard, that maybe at the last minute they could have moved it somewhere. I guess they usually have a backup place, just, just in case. Yeah, they, 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 do, they do, but what they were afraid of in this case is that L.A. would institute more stringent COVID rules and apparently uh, the state of California and LA have assured the NFL they are not going to do yeah, that. So I don't think that, you know, and I, I think most people think But just that, in case that, Dallas said yes, they'd be prepared. They did. Right, right. And it would cost our state economy a great deal of money for them. Right, to, you know. yeah. So I guess the I guess we need to talk a little bit about Antonio Brown. He did finally get released on Thursday, and the reason they waited till Thursday is because that way no playoff team, nobody could pick him up for the playoffs. They didn't want to deal with yeah. him in the playoffs. And I guess Rodney Harrison said maybe he's got CTE, but you know he's just just I, he's there's his ankle. You know people saw him running out of the you know stadium there with his ankle, and he's saying he couldn't play with his ankle, and you know just crazy. But, yeah, then couple, but then a couple of days later, a couple of days later, he said he was a free agent and he was hoping they would have released him early enough so that he could have played. So he's been inconsistent. Yeah, yeah at least. Yeah, and at the halftime they had to calm him down, I guess, because he was ranting and raving about not getting targets. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Okay. No, this is this is nothing to sneeze at for Dolphin fans. The <laughs> first sweep of the Miami Dolphins over the Patriots since 2000. That's why you'd fire your coach. That makes yeah. sense to me. You, you want to beat one of your divisional rivals. And you have and a beat, Bill you know, Belichick, uh, apparently he told, uh, I forget who the analyst was. It was Spiro Didis and somebody. So our friend John would have loved that game. But yeah. Uh, yeah. apparently Bill Belichick told them that his most accomplished assistant coach is Brian Flores. Right. Well, and then certainly, uh, certainly should be going somewhere. You know, he ought to get a good job out of this. I mean, yeah, I well, think... Brian has already been scheduled to interview in both Chicago and Minnesota, from what I hear. Right. So. Well, Kirk Cousins is going. You hear Kirk Cousins is going nowhere. They paid him a lot of money. So if he likes Kirk Cousins, he can go to Minnesota. Or if he likes, uh, you know, uh, Fields, Just he can to go to field Chicago. Field. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, what I'm hearing, Brian, for it, it, him being fired, the only reason I'm hearing is that he had nothing really to do with the way the team was playing. It's just uh-uh. he's not getting along with ownership ever since. I, what I hear, Flores wanted them to take Herbert, and they yeah, he, he wanted so Herbert. They wanted he didn't Tua. want Tua. Yeah, and oh, ever okay. since then, they've, and then, they've been at each other, and they say he's been too tough on tour. And, you know. and then, and then also, I think Rick, it, it's it's no secret. Um, Stephen Ross, he won't do it. He won't take him. For, he wants Harbaugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's no secret. Okay, so Dak Prescott now had ended up with 37 touchdown passes, and he beat Tony Romo's record, uh, 36 and 07 in 2014 for the Cowboys all-time record. A lot of all-time records, of course. Hey, extra game. You know, that'd be like baseball saying, "Let's play another extra, uh, 10 games more." You know, and you might. Well, see some I'm more sure they went. I'm sure from the 154 to 162 that you heard all that. Time. There were. Yeah. Well, not only yeah. that, you had really bad expansion pitching, and that's one of the things that people were. That's the whole Ford Frick asterisk thing about Roger Maris. That's why. I was there, yeah. you know. So uh, that was that was the whole thing. Uh, okay, and that's they swept the division. They're the third NFC East team that's ever done that. Uh, they the '98 they did it, and the '04 uh, Eagles did it. So uh, Denver fired uh, Vic Fangio. He was 19 and 30, and then that makes sense to me, you know. And they also fired yeah. the offensive coordinator, I think, Fritz Shermer. So uh, uh, Pat, Shermer. Shermer. Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. Pat Shermer. Yeah, now the and, reason, uh, the, the, what doesn't make a lot of sense here? Apparently, the Broncos are for sale. 
Yes. So the whoever, whoever come, well, apparently the Bolins couldn't exactly agree on who was going to, you know, yeah. we kept hearing it was the daughter and apparently that wasn't so cut and dry. So now the team is for sale, but it's going to be interesting. <laughs> okay. So that's not a place that, uh, you know, if you're a top can, if you're, you know, Flores or somebody, you're not going to look at Denver. Uh, you know, it's well, a mess there. You know, I was hearing people talk today about, because another reason that they were having, Flores was having trouble, I guess. He want, um, Watson said he would love to go play for Flores. And that was another kind of strike against Tua. Yeah. So yeah. I think okay. today saying that maybe if he went to Denver and Watson still wanted to play with Flores, because that's really all Denver needs is a quarterback. Well, that's true, because yeah. he can't get rid of Cousins uh, unless he could trade him. Yeah. Uh, that, unless he could go to Minnesota and trade Cousins, you're not going to get rid of Fields. I don't think the Bears fans. Well, and you would, and you would, and you would think at some point the – the Texans, they're going to have to decide what you're going to do with Watson. You can't just oh, keep yeah. him sitting there, you know. Yeah, well, I, I think they're waiting for the legal situation to play. Yeah, yeah, and those, those come up, this, they come up pretty soon. I think they start like in February or March. Some of the yeah. legal stuff, the trial. Okay. The- Alright. Uh, T.J. Watt uh, tied Michael Strahan for uh, the most sacks in a season with 2022. 20, uh, 22 yeah, and, and a half. Yeah. 22 and a half, is it? Okay. Uh, Carolina will keep Matt Rule. I think there's a contract issue here. I think they kind of have right. to. Well, yeah, he's got five more go. years left. So, yeah. from, what, from what they were saying on NFL radio, he, he's the luckiest coach out there because he probably shouldn't be kept. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mike Zimmer is out at Minnesota, as we said, and uh, and Rick Spielman, the general manager, and Matt Nagy out in Chicago uh, and with Ryan their GM. The GM. And Ryan Ryan Pace. Pace. Yeah. And, and reportedly, Chicago has has talked to Leslie Frazier, reached out to him also. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the Giants, uh, Dave uh, Gettleman retired, and uh, so they they're going to have a nationwide search for a new general manager yeah. who's going to have to keep a uh, Joe Judge. So yeah. You know. It sounds like whether Judge it right sounds like he was. Yeah, it sounds like Gettleman was going to be fired if he didn't retire. Right. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, what were you saying, Rick? This was a wink, wink retire. Yeah. 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 If, if Lafleur is the luckiest coach in the in the league, then Joe Judge is right there with him. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think he's really got to do something this this year. But whether he even has the right quarterback, but that that you could talk to Gettleman about that. So yeah. Yeah. people thought when they took him that they were reaching to take him. So you know, that's, that's yeah. been the knock on him. So that's all I was. I, I was for- listening well, on Sunday, and we'll get to Jerry here in just a second. Jerry and then Jamal. Um, I they were playing something on uh, Sunday morning on CBS Sports Radio, and I forget who the host is, but they were playing audio from Joe Judge where players were begging yeah. to come back and play for the Giants. The guy goes, who in the world would beg to go yeah. back to that? Yeah. Yeah. Jerry, we'll, go ahead and... Texting them every week to, yeah. Yeah. Jerry, if you want to go ahead and unmute, we would be able to hear you. Hello, Jerry. Hello, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you there, Jerry? Oh. There, there he is. is. There he is. Well, um, call me crazy. Oh, Just Jerry, we've crazy. always done that. <laughs> yes, we have, Jerry. <laughs> call me crazy, but I'm going to put my picks. I am picking the. I am picking the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm picking the Bills. Yeah. Um, I'm picking um, the Eagles. You're crazy. Ooh, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm get my hometown Friday. I don't know what it is. Okay. So I'm picking the Eagles. I'm picking the Cowboys. And uh, I'm picking the uh, – uh, I am picking the Rams. Right. How about the Chiefs Steelers? And I am picking the Steelers. Yeah. Um, I think you're crazy. Yeah. Now, yeah. Jerry, now, Jerry, are you picking with your head or your heart? 
I think I pick them on my heart. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like to be in contest with people like you, Jerry. Yeah. Well, medication's kicking in, isn't it, Jerry? <laughs> you know what? Though, you know what, though, Jerry? Remember that football contest a few years ago? That all worked out. But remember, for about three weeks, you were way ahead. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and uh, Jerry, you're not the only one picking with your heart. After all, I am going for my Raiders, so, yeah. yeah. I might I might regret it. <laughs> uh, but, uh, we'll, we'll just see what happens. I'm looking forward to an exciting weekend. And Mike Tomlin says he's really going to uh, – um, Mike Tomlin's really going to work with them and um, see what's you know, going That's what he said it, in the conference today. So. You know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is – I mean, Kansas City, the way they played, though, off and on – I could see the Pittsburgh being competitive with them. I could see them playing with them pretty good. That one. Well, their their problem is scoring points. That's the problem that the Steelers have, and I just don't see them. Eventually, when Kansas City, you say they were in and out and up and down, they got thirty-one points somehow. You know, and the Steelers just can't seem to. If they get fourteen, they'll be lucky. So that's the problem with the Steelers. Yeah. You know. So anyway, okay. Jamal, Jamal, welcome aboard. The happy Chicago Bears fan now that right. the house cleaning has begun. Yeah. Thanks okay. for the seventh pick. Okay, okay. A, a couple of, and you're welcome, <laughs> and you're welcome, Rick. But with all that being said, <laughs> that he was in bedhead or out of Hallis Hall. Yeah. Although the Bears tried that seven years ago, they dumped Phil Emery and uh, Goofy Tressman, and look what they got. It didn't work for him seven years ago. Right. It's worked better for him now, and. You know, I think, frankly, the Bears would do better by hiring a competent general manager. I don't want Jeff Ireland because Jeff Ireland was a Dolphins general manager when when the problem of Richie Incognito happened. Yeah, so, now, uh, Jamal, uh, Bill Polian is helping the family make their general manager and coach selection. Right, so well. At least he knows football, so. Well, the well Michael Felger was funny on, on Sports Hub today. He was talking about that. Michael Felger said. But this, but this is the same Bill Polian who was pointed out on a sports show, made some disparaging remarks about a few years ago about uh, Lamar Jackson and other uh, mobile black quarterbacks. Right. This is what Michael Felger was talking about. Not so much that particular thing, but he was saying on Sports Up Today that, you know, uh, like, wouldn't you want somebody a little bit younger to maybe be helping you make this decision? But maybe to Virginia McCarthy, he seems young. It sounds like, Jamal, they're going to do the GM first, and then that GM gets to do the coach. Well, That's, I hope, yeah. Which is well, smart. That makes sense. Find, I hope they find a GM in a hurry so, they, so he can do the coach before all the coaches are gobbled up. Right. You know, but also, but also, as for the playoffs, as I'm looking at the playoffs, I frankly, now, did, now, correct me if I'm wrong, Robert, but didn't the Raiders lose the Bengals? Yes, the they did. I talked about that earlier. Yes, they played earlier in the season. I think it was in November. And didn't they get pounded, by the way? Uh, yeah, yeah, they, uh, they, did, especially in the second half. That's what. That's why. Yeah, that's right. It was in Las Vegas. I remember. Yeah, that, yeah. that's why. That's why I want to see what kind of coach this person is because a good coach will look at past film and say okay this is the mistakes we made this is what we need to correct and during practice this week you work on those things right and and i'll also say this you know i don't see philly being competitive with tampa no two out of two games that people ought to watch are the 49ers and cowboys and the rams and cardinals because the cardinals have won most of their games on the road Right, and yep. if you take a look at Dallas, they, every big game they've had at home, they've lost. They lost to the Cardinals. They lost to the Raiders on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yep, just about lost every big game at home, and that's what I'm. 
take a look back at as for the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Chiefs, not a chance. I think <laughs> no. the Chiefs are going to uh I think Big Ben's gonna be knocked out and go into uh wait for his time to go into camp. Well, I think the the thing about it, he may literally be that it would not be like strange if Ben Rothberger ended up the game on the sidelines. He, how many times has he been knocked out of games? Probably yep. the most, and now he's returned to many of them. He's been knocked out of more games than anybody else, so it, it, it wouldn't be surprising that that happened to him. Uh, look, he's a future Hall of Famer, and I'm yep. I'm glad he's oh, yeah. going out. You know, but uh, on Sunday, uh, Pat Mahomes is just a better quarterback in this case. Oh, by far. Yep. Okay. Well, there go. There's our NFL stuff. All right. Yeah. So, so there was a college football game of some note last night, and uh, at Georgia, uh, we were all wrong. I think we all picked Alabama last week, and uh, yeah. Alabama did not get it done. Georgia, and I didn't. I didn't pay. I was kind of doing the Celtics, and I kind of dozed off, and I was in and out of it. Well, so, tell me about it. Okay. The first. The first half was very boring. It was no field goal or no touchdown. It was six to three, and then it ended up. Uh, Georgia finally got a touchdown. Well, no, 10 to 3, 10 to 3, and then 10 to 6 at halftime.Yeah,that's,what,my,point,yeah.Yeah,it,was,9-6,at,halftime,and,then,they,finally,got,a,touchdown,making,it,uh,wait,it,was,it,10-to,6,that's,because,no,it,was,9-to,6,at,
you know. Here in this country, I know they won't give you a shot or a booster if you've had it within three. You got, you're supposed to wait three months. Yeah, 90 days. Yeah. Right. So days. That, that's what, so maybe he'll play in the tournament. And of course, he's going for the Grand Slam. So uh, we'll did, see what happens. Did, uh, as you said, Chris, he won his appeal. And today uh, it was announced that he is the number one seed. Yeah. Okay. All right. So there you go. All right. But it'll be it'll be interesting when that tournament starts and he takes the court. What kind of reception he'll get? Because normally, before all this came out, he was a very beloved player down there because he's won the tournament down there more than anybody else had. And since Australia has been so locked down, um, he might get a very negative crowd reaction. I think he no. I think it'd be the other way around. They've been more locked down than we have. I think they've probably got more COVID fatigue than we do. I think you're right. I was gonna say, are they going to have fans for this tournament? Uh, yes, they will, but it'll probably be on a limited basis like it was last year. And that yeah. starts this weekend, doesn't it? Uh, this uh, uh, yes, it starts on Monday the 17th. 17th, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Sunday night here, technically. Yeah, okay. Sunday. Yeah, and, and that's right. There'll be a lot of middle-of-the-night tennis because uh, ESPN always covers it. Right. So, okay, we got the uh, NBA. Uh, and so why did I grab the NHL sheet? Because I didn't look at it carefully enough. <laughs> Hang on. That's why I did that. Here's the NBA sheet. That's what we want right now. Okay. In the East, we have the Bulls at 26 and 11. Brooklyn, 25 and 14. Miami, 25 and 15. Uh, Milwaukee, 26 and 17. Philadelphia, 23 and 16. Cleveland, 23 and 18. Now, we've got a little bit of a, a breakout. Some of the teams have pulled a little bit up uh, away from some of the other teams in that bottom and in that play-in battle. Toronto's now at 20 and 17, and Charlotte, 22 and 19. So they're the 7 and 8, and they're, you know, in reasonable shape here. Um, obviously, it's way, hey, half a season. I'm not saying they're in or anything like that, but they've got a little gap. As Washington's 20 and 20, they're ninth. The Celtics are 10th right now at 20 and 21. The Knicks are 11th at 20 and 21. Then it drops off to Atlanta, 17 and 22. Our Indiana Pacers still at 13, 15 and 26. I think they're locked into 13. That's probably where it's going to end up because Detroit is 9 and 30 and Orlando is 7 and 34. So there you go. Once we get to, uh, when we get down to maybe a couple more weeks and the fewer playoff games to talk about stuff, we will start to break down uh, the playoffs and who'd be where and, you know, pay more, more attention to these leagues. In the West, we have Golden State at 30 and 9 and Phoenix is 30 and 9. And they're just in lockstep right along. There, Utah yep. twenty eight and thirteen. Fourth seed is Memphis twenty eight and fourteen. Dallas twenty two and eighteen at number five. Denver twenty and eighteen. The Lakers are now seventh at twenty one and twenty. Minnesota twenty and twenty is number eight. The Clippers are twenty and twenty one in ninth. And Portland, uh, so they're they're seven eight and nine. But this this tenth spot is uh, up for grabs with some teams that don't have anywhere near those records. Portland at fifteen twenty four is tenth right now. San Antonio fifteen and twenty five. Sacramento sixteen and twenty seven. Then you get to New Orleans, who's making a move on these guys at fourteen and twenty six. Oklahoma City is thirteen and twenty six. And Houston is at eleven and thirty one. So that's it for NBA standings. Right. And for NBA stories, I don't think we had too many. I know that LeBron is now playing center, David told us. Yes, he is. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of maybe 6'9", but of course in the old days, that's what Bill Russell was. But, yep. you know, nowadays with all the big guys, you wouldn't think so. Uh, and, I, and, and as I told David, uh, Chris, uh, the Warriors are successful with Kavon Looney being at 6'9", also at center. Now, when, when Wiseman is completely healthy and and playing his normal game, he'll he'll eventually be the starting center. He's seven and one, but for right now it's Kavon Looney. So, and also also Anthony Davis is out for the Lakers, so he'll be 
back. So right. as well, LeBron has 25 or more in uh, uh, 20. He's the oldest player to uh, score 25 or more in 10 uh, games in a, in a, in a row. And uh, the oldest Michael Jordan had done it at the uh, 34. And I think what's the LeBron 37 now? 37 he? now. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, kind of another uh, feather in his cap. And uh, so that's really about the only NBA. You know, we're, we're grinding through the season. They're getting the games. We've only got 11 uh, that they need to make up in the NBA. Uh, 10, uh, now. 10, 10 now. 10 now after last night. They, you know, got the yeah, so it's good. And that's another good. NBA story, Zion Williamson of the Pelicans will be out for at least several more weeks. I well, think that's going to be a well, pick. The, they are going to seriously. Okay, the, I, I, you the, know, biggest that, story, the biggest story is when he's actually healthy enough to play. That's yeah. true. <laughs> well, that's what he's saying. Yeah, that's right. I think New Orleans is uh, – <laughs> they're, they're. I agree with you, Perry. They're going to yeah. regret that. He's got to pull away from the dinner table, man. <laughs> Greg Oden, yeah, Greg yep. Oden. It was except he's got the stomach. Greg had the feet. Yep. <laughs> well, the story. I think that that it, it's uh, Danny Ainge got lucky because I think he was. I think they were saying he was leaning towards Greg Oden. Do you remember, Rick? I can't remember what they were saying when they when they uh, might have had the number one choice there for a while that year. But yeah, yeah I think he was. Yeah. Yeah. So that didn't work out. Yep. So that was kind of lucky he missed out on that. Anybody got any college basketball notes? Yeah, just just one, Chris. We covered this story a couple of weeks ago on the Austin Fife situation for Northern Iowa. And mm-hmm. I had said, you know, they're going to probably have to take whatever they can get and just kind of be happy with it. Well, Saturday at Missouri State, uh, he played quite a few minutes, and that was they won the game by one point, and he was playing at the end of the game. So, I mean, maybe he's getting better. And um, obviously, you know, our thoughts go out to anybody who has something like that happen to them when yeah. you have COVID and you have – any lasting you know problems from it and but it sounds like he's finally getting a little bit better and he was able to play quite a bit Saturday they play Indiana State tonight so I'll be interested to see how he plays tonight uh-huh. and then in the next couple of weeks or so we'll start seeing the Joe Lenardi's and Jerry Palm as right. the brackets start really coming out and their yeah. projections and, yeah. and, and, and the uh, FCS the one double a as they used to be called they have a, a new award that they've started giving out this year the uh, broadcaster of the year award and Gary Rima of Northern Iowa won that in a, in its first year so and of course he said you know he said when you win an award like that you really think about guys that you work with and that you know that have done it for many many years uh, you know and they could have just as easily won it and, and would have been deserving too mm-hmm yep Okay, so I guess that yeah, there's not much. It takes a while to get, you know really firm things up in the conferences. Next couple of weeks, we'll have more to say about that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, so the Sunday night crew in baseball is going to be Carl Ravitch, uh, David Cohn, and Eduardo Perez. Yes. And A Rod may do sort of a uh, Manning type thing. They it say. sounds like they want A Rod and Mike um, Michael, Michael K. K to do a show like yeah. that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, and the thing is, they're looking at it because A Rod was better in the studio, you know, in smaller. When that's where he was better than say doing a full nine inning. I think he, he's a studio guy, but you know, I just don't, I just don't know that it, this is that this is going to go like the Mannings did. The Mannings, no, no it's you know. not. The Mannings no. just it's. It's hard to copy, you know. It yeah. works, but, but I, I just don't expect ES, ESPN when, two. This is when, not going to work. When something and works for ESPN once, when something works, oh, we're going to try it with every sport now. Yeah. You know? Now, yeah. um, I can tell you because I normally get MLBX ratings, uh, you know, uh, every year or so uh, when it's affordable. And David Cohn is a very good analyst. Yeah, uh, that's so what I ES, would be. ESPN yeah. has made an improvement, and so has uh, Eduardo Perez. So, oh, Eduardo think, Perez is real good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the Sunday night regular crew is uh, they've made an upgrade. And, and I don't, and remember, I don't know. 
Sunday night is the only game that ES the only night that ESPN is doing baseball this year. They're that's correct. Do, they're not doing weeknight games. Uh, TBS, if we have baseball, is getting the Tuesday night games, and I think FS1 is going to pick up a couple nights and more right. nights. But yeah. But speaking okay. of that, speaking of that, we do have apparently on Thursday uh, the owners are going to present a core economic proposal to the players. This is the first offer either way that's been presented since the lockout began. So hopefully these sides, both of them, I mean, neither side is smart here. Let's hope that they start making some sense and and come together. But there was an article um, that I read with Evan Drellick last week, and he said we're dealing with the same problems that we did in 2020. These two sides yeah, at this, it would be a little strong. They hate one another, literally. And but he said he he had talked to an NBA source, and the NBA source said nobody is going to do anything until it's going to get to the point where they're going to start losing money. He said when they That's start losing money, almost any labor negotiation, yeah, I yeah. think, for anybody. Because the know. NBA has had this happen several times, and this source yeah. said nobody gets serious until it's going to start costing you money. Well, we're going to get to that point probably in about another month, maybe six weeks, because yep. spring training would be scheduled to start about a month from now. Mm-hmm. And WBAL will get the Orioles back. They've been there three or four times. And of course, they started there for the first 25 years. They're in Baltimore, but they're going to be back. And that that's kind of good for, you know, even though you don't listen to AM radio much, but they, they can be gotten up here. And, uh, you know, you can be in a given situation where now they need to be starting to play uh, relevant baseball. That would help <laughs> uh, be wanting to listen. Boy, I used to listen to the Orioles as much as I listened to the Red Sox. We were chasing them. Yeah. Had to know what they were doing, but uh, you know, not uh, not lately, that's for sure. And uh, okay, go ahead, Sean. Uh, Rachel Balkovic yeah. is is going to be the first female manager in baseball for the Yankees High A team in Tampa Bay. Low, low a. Tampa Bay Tartans. Low A team. Yeah. Tampa Bay Yeah. She's been a hitting coach apparently in the minors for the Yankees she before. Has. And so. there's a, there's a pitcher in Australia, and I forget what her name is, but. She is going to pitch professionally, and you're starting to hear. Well, maybe we'll have that over here in baseball. I'm, I'm just, I don't, I just don't know that I'm convinced we. That's a direction baseball needs. You know, to have women pitchers and things like that in, well, in baseball. Well, if we they do, have, Abbott, they do, you know, they do have softball for that reason. If we, the other well, thing that adds to it is, if you're going to have a DH, then you know, um, which we may come out of this agreement with, that could add a little bit more for for women pitchers. And if you had a one-handed pitcher in Jim Abbott. In baseball, you know, I mean, it's not like a strength thing. It's not like a you you do you need to field your position, but I can, why can't a woman field a pitching position? It's not that hard, you know. Yeah. So I, I you know now she'd probably be a junk baller. You would think. I would think. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that because women are getting involved in so many different sports and so many things are opening up uh, now, the Yankees are going to have a woman manager. Uh, this is just the beginning of what we're going to see in various sports. Well, I think oh. you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. it. It's a whole other thing than you know, whether you're dealing with professional sports, whole other thing than the Title Nine stuff, where well, who's you know, and you get into that issue about you know, some some people saying that they're women so they can play a sport and, and you're, they're accused of it doesn't mean they're doing it. I can't say I've documented anything for anybody. Right. I'm just right. saying several, you've got a whole bunch of stuff several, in high school where that happens, you know. And we have, in the NFL, we have several women assistants. I mean, with Cleveland, yeah, Washington, exactly. San Francisco. Uh, and and, and we have several women officials. 
Yeah. Yep. But yep. I think pitching is a very logical position. There, if they're not going to hit anymore, I think the pitching is a very logical position for a woman to be in. I don't see why. Why not? I have no because idea why not. Everybody would be yelling, you throw like a girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. And the, 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 then you watch, Rick, when they start saying that, they'll come out and be offended by that. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. And we're ready for the hockey. NH- hockey. All yep. right. Okay. The uh, Okay. And the Bruins, as I said, are uh, really, really rolling here. But we got Florida leading the Atlantic Division with 51 points, Tampa Bay 51 points, Toronto 47. Now, I looked at this, though. Toronto's, because remember, they've been one of the COVID teams because yeah. they're all the Canadian teams have been hit hard by, by the postponement. But they've only played a couple more games more than the Bruins. So they, they you have to look at that record and sort of put yeah. it, you know, that they've, they've got something going. Bruins with 40. So the Bruins have, you know, come up. They've got the five out of six wins, as I said. Detroit 36, Buffalo 26, Ottawa 20, and Montreal 18. In the Metropolitan Division, we have Carolina at 50, the Rangers 50, Washington 49, Pittsburgh 45. And the, then, you know, the rest of these these teams can, you know, go home. Columbus 33, <laughs> Philadelphia 33, New Jersey 33, and the Islanders 26. I don't think they're going to compete for anything. The lowest playoff team right now is the Bruins at 40, who still have a bunch of games to go. You know, they'd be the second wild card right now. And all those teams, not to mention uh, Buffalo, Ottawa and Montreal. I think the East is going to be kind of cut and dried for who gets in yeah. and where they're going to be and all that. But there's like half of the conference is almost going to be playing out the string unless something really strange happens. Right. In, in the Central, you've got Nashville at 48, St. Louis 47, Colorado 40. Now, I had to uh, go through, oh, it's the Pacific Division. They really messed up. She was saying teams were third. They were behind other two other two three other teams and everything else. So I had to yeah. redo the whole Pacific myself because it was nuts. In the Central, we have Nashville at 48, St. Louis 47, Colorado 47, 46, Minnesota 44, Winnipeg 37, a couple more, uh, Dallas 36, a couple more teams that can go home, Chicago at 29, and Arizona at 17. See, I'm sticking forks in a lot of hockey teams yeah. pretty yeah. early here. Boy, but, for the yeah. most part, that's your competitive division, really. Yeah, yeah. but except for those last two, the, uh, right. the Blackhawks and Arizona are not doing too yeah. well. And in the Pacific, we have uh, Vegas with 47, Colorado 46, Anaheim 45, the, you know, the Kings are 41, we have San Jose at 39, Winnipeg 37, and then Vancouver 35. So they're all, you know, I have a little sniff of it there. Uh, wait, Colorado's in the Central, Chris. They're not in the Pacific. Okay. Well, hmm. Okay, then. Wait a second. Did I already have Colorado here twice? I do. You did. I do. That's what was screwing me up. Okay. So who am I missing in the uh, Pacific? Anaheim. Anaheim. Okay. All right. Well, we will get that straightened out next week because do I have them here? Yes, I do at 45. Okay. So let's do this. We can do this. Vegas 47, Anaheim 46. Uh, no, yeah, no, Anaheim, Anaheim 45, 45, and then the Kings are 41. There you go. San okay. Jose 39, Winnipeg 37, Vancouver 35, Seattle 24. Okay. No, Edmonton, not Winnipeg. Edmonton, okay. Not- all right. I've got, all right. I, I missed this up. And uh, that's why they, she was not wrong. I was wrong. And I was putting them in the wrong division. So that is, yeah. I'm totally sorry about that. Yeah, no, but, the Canadian the Canadian teams in the Pacific are Calgary, Edmonton and Vancouver. Yeah, okay. So, so I will I will straighten that out next week. But anyway, the the point about it is that uh, they, the West is a lot more competitive. I mean, you've got a couple of teams, you know, the Blackhawks look like they can't do anything in Arizona and, exactly. uh, you know, and the Kraken. But other than that, the East yeah. has about six or seven of them that are pretty much done for. Yeah. So well, let's see if we got any NFL, NHL uh, stories. I'll give you one other note you don't have, Chris, because okay. it just happened today. 
Okay. Tuka Rask has signed with the Bruins. One year, $1 million. Okay. So, yeah, although we hold on to get, it's a one year, $1 million, but because of the time of the season, he's only going to get 545 Right. So right. one of your goaltenders that are currently on the roster is either going to get traded or released. So Probably the thought, thought is the price sent Swayman down because I think yeah. they can. Yeah. And keep uh, Olmark, who, you know, is sort of, I think that's why they got Olmark in case they brought Tuka back, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, don't, I like Swayman better, but yeah. I think at this point, you know, and, and he can still be playing. You'd like him to play a little bit more than you care about whether Olmark plays or not. Well, uh, Tuka made it very clear during free agency he was not going to go anywhere but Boston, so. Okay. Yeah. You know. So, and uh, and I guess you finally, uh, Robert, got rid of Evander Kane. Uh, yeah. Um, well, uh, we got rid of him on the ice, and we got rid of him on the salary cap, but uh, the Sharks are going to have to go through a uh, grievance with the Players Association. Although, I'll tell the PA, the NHL is supporting the hockey team here. They're allowing them to do this because of all the trouble that Evander Kane has caused. Apparently, he was put on the COVID list. For having COVID, and you know you're supposed to be isolated at home when you're when you're on the you're not supposed to go out. What did this idiot do? He rented a private jet and flew home to Vancouver and was there for over a week when you're supposed to be isolated at home. So yeah. uh, when when uh, when he flew back to the Bay Area, uh, that's when they said uh, you're done. And yeah. they were they well, he had a whole. I mean, that's just the latest. He had a yeah. whole yeah. litany of things that he's. Oh done. my God! Uh, accused of gambling, throwing games, domestic violence, all kinds of crap. Um, I, I don't see anybody ever wanting anything to. He uh, let's put it this way: Evander Kane is the Antonio Brown of the NHL. I was going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, anybody so else I, got any hockey notes? Uh, I'm hoping now that we have cap room, I'm hoping the Sharks will either sign somebody or make a trade. So okay. that's my thought. Rick, did you have any hockey notes? Just so nope. make sure. No. Nope. Okay. All right. So I think we're we're ready for Sean. There goes yep. Sean. All right. Well. I want to remind y'all, uh, we will be around tomorrow. Uh, that Some of us will for the Bill Perry and Friends show, 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. to noon Pacific. Uh, hopefully everybody will be healthy enough to make it. Also, we'll be back All Things Radio on Thursday at 6.30 Eastern. And if you want to, and the Coffee Club, I'm sure we'll be around tomorrow morning. Oh, I'm sure it will. Uh, and if you want to listen to this podcast at any time throughout the week or you have a friend who wants to, go to legendoldies.com. You can get Sports Lounge Live or you can type in Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or the Sports Lounge Live podcast from TuneIn or go to 773-572-3006. Option number nine. We'll be back next week with the next round of the playoffs and who knows what else. We'll see you then.